Sweet Derek, are we live? We are live. Coming to you from Las Vegas, Nevada. This is the Naturals Pod. Are we recording right now? Like, are uh, we, we are, but are, I'm like, this and this might end up in a little bit. You never know. I was about to say, we are going to officially get this started because clearly we don't have a problem talking to one another. But um, Pretty much all you're going to do real yes. quick is he claps because it syncs the audio and then we can uh, start spitting yes. and see how this goes. I feel like we need to stop stop explaining that to people and just let it happen. And so they'll be like, why the fuck did he just clap into the mic? <laughs> Throw it's, him off. It's a little yeah. producer trick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 For editing purposes only. That would have been great if I didn't know what was going on. Uh, <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. In the beginning, I guarantee you, I wouldn't have said anything. I would have just been like, oh, shit, is that like some sort of weird tick he's got? <laughs> That's the sign. Get him. <laughs> right. Welcome to this episode of the Naturals Pod. As always, I'm Uncle Kyle, seated on the other end of the couch. My partner in wartime consigliarity, sweet Derek, the producer. What up, Natties? Today, we have a very special guest. If you get the chance to see this man on stage, do not miss out. He is the Stop. winner of the cup, a winner of the coveted Kill Tony Golden Ticket. Welcome to the show, comedian Todd Royce. What's up, guys? Thanks yeah, for having me on. What's up, man? Awesome, man. We're excited, dude. Very excited to have you on. Sweet Derek is a massive oh, Kill yeah. Tony fan, so he may look calm on the outside, but he's freaking out <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, man. Huge fan of Kill Tony. Uh, we also saw your set uh, when you opened up for William Montgomery, which for the Kill Tony fans, huge fans of William Montgomery. You crushed it. Loved your set. Thought that was fun, man. Too. That was a fun show because also Casey Rocket was there. Yep. Casey He'd Rocket also low-key And that, that old man in the crowd just would not crack. He would not smile about anything. And I'm like, why are you here, buddy? This is a comedy show. Like, the whole point. What old man was that? That was... So there was a guy when M- William Montgomery was on, and it was an older guy that clearly came with his son, and, like, the old man just wasn't laughing at anything, and William was just losing his mind. And he laughed for guy. no one. Like, I, I panned <laughs> by and saw him multiple times laughing for no one, and I'm like, oh... You're laughing for no one. So. That's that's my favorite. I love that when people are just like, I don't know what goes through their head where they just go like, I'm going to go to a comedy show, but God damn it, I am not laughing. <laughs> they will not make me laugh. Yeah. You got to earn this $10 and you won't. Or right. You don't get your does. money back if you don't uh, laugh, you know? Do you hone in on those people, do you feel like? like if you got to try harder to like, I'm going to make you laugh. It depends. I mean, like if I can tell that they're just being an asshole, then, you know, whatever. But like if I, if I see someone to just... Seems like the the other night at the L.A. Comedy Club, I uh, there was this couple that was sitting off to the side of the stage. And I noticed right away that they weren't uh, they weren't laughing at anything. And then every other comic that went up said the exact same thing. They were like, did you see that couple out there? And uh, so, you know, at some point we just go, well, it's not us. It's like everybody else is having fun. You know, it's just these two morons, and I don't know what I don't know what was going on. I don't know if they were dr- too drunk. It's Vegas, so they could have been super drunk. They could have been super high. Maybe they just didn't like our humor. Who they knows? were just vibing. They're just wasn't even that. They were just sitting there like. That's so weird to me that people could be. That so way. I know you're not a lifelong Las Vegan, but let me tell you. You're sitting next to two, and it's a sport to just walk around the strip in and out of casinos. 2 to 3 a.m., and we play a little game called Dead Body or Not Dead Body. <laughs> when you just see somebody just I've, on a random piece of casino furniture. Oh, God. I've already seen so many people just napping at the sports books after hours. Yep. Which I, I always think, like, if I was homeless, Vegas would be the perfect place to be homeless. 
Because you're just going to go into any of these places 24-7 and sleep until they kick you out, and then you just walk next door. Yeah. yeah. So That's my plan for if If <laughs> comedy doesn't work out, <laughs> if comedy doesn't work out for me, my plan is to be a homeless person here in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're Would originally you, from Washington, right? Sadly, yes. Okay. And, like, so just out of curiosity, what, what made you choose Vegas? Like, did you have a specific reason why you came here? What brought you to uh, I was always obsessed with Vegas. I loved it. I was going to move here. Uh, my wife and I were going to move here about 15 years ago. And our plan was to get a place at the Seagull Suites. Okay. Because we were like, hey, this will be, <laughs> be nice. $800 a month, everything included. What could go wrong? It is only up from the Seagull Suites, people. <laughs> Seagull Suites, budget suites. You're starting there and nowhere <laughs> <Yeah>. but up. <laughs> Uh, I'm so glad that we didn't do that then. And then, uh, and then it, the comedy started to take off and I was looking for another city to, to go to. And I was like, let's do Vegas. And my wife was hundred percent on board. So yeah, we're glad to have you too. I, uh, just rewatched your golden ticket set the other day and the guy in front of you got savaged. Now, I'm not as big of a fan of Kill Tony as Sweet Derek, and I haven't watched it as much, but the couple times that we've went, when people do bad, ooh, they do not have a good night. Like, I'm just, I feel bad for them in the crowd. Like, they're just getting destroyed up there. So you obviously didn't know you were about to go on, but when they called your name, were you just like, oh, shit. Dude, okay, so I've never, I, in my life, I've never really been a manifestic kind of guy. But I swear to God, that like the whole month before that, one, once I bought my tickets, mm. I sat there daydreaming, imagining uh, the the old band, you know, Jeremiah and, and yep. Joel. I imagined them coming out as the feminists. I imagined going up on stage. I imagined Jeremiah challenging me to wrestle. Uh, and then I imagined getting the golden ticket. Oh, dang, it's crazy. So it was, it was really crazy. So as soon as Tony brought the, the band out and they came out as the, the feminists, I just had this, like, all of a sudden, I was just super calm. I was like, this shit's just going to... This is my fucking moment. <laughs> yeah, that's, moment that's amazing. Like, yes. 100%. It's manifest destiny right here. It I'm was so it. wild. And I've tried to manifest since then, and nothing happens. Yeah. I think that was my one shot. My one shot was getting the golden ticket. But you fucking crushed it, though. I got to oh, say, thanks, as, as a more casual Kill Tony fan, I just... Kill Tony's such a fun... Like, it's, it's such a fun show. Like, I was a huge fan before the... Before the show, too, and uh, before I did that. And uh, it's just such a great... And, and the crazy part about it, not that they need me to promote it, but it's insane to me that... Uh, have you ever been to the comedy store in L.A.? Mm -mm. So they started out in the belly room with, like, I think they can only fit, like, 30 or 40 people in there. Oh, it's this wow, tiny little room. Yeah. Uh, originally, it was called Hinchcliffe Notes. That was, like, the first oh, okay. one or two episodes. And then after that, it became Kill Tony. And now... They sold out Madison Square Garden in less than like two hours or something. Yeah, it's like insane. It's I know insane. they just did that arena in Austin too. So yep. uh, I saw that you did Vulcan there. We actually went to a couple shows there at the Vulcan, which we thought's awesome. We've been to Austin. Vulcan's great great really city. Cool. Yeah, Seems yeah. cool. Um, haven't got a chance to check out the Comedy Mothership yet, Rogan's Club, but I, I can't. Probably... I can't wait. In May, I have a, a tour. I'm doing a bunch of stuff in Texas and, and Mississippi and all that stuff, but I keep my Mondays off. So I'm planning to go back and do and cash it in three weeks in a row. Uh, in May at the mothership. So, so is that something you could talk about? Cause that is something I was curious about. Is it literally whenever? So you could just be there every Monday and be like, bing, 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 bing. Or do they want you to No, Like I, I don't know. Cause I've seen, I've seen a lot of people like Jared Nathan, when he comes yep. down, yep. Uh, he'll, he'll be on every week for a while. 
um i i am you know reaching out and just being like hey just so you know i'm, I'm planning to be there for three weeks uh with the new york city one before i buy a flight because if I get the chance to perform Madison Square Garden, I'm going to do it. Oh, yeah, that would that. be legendary. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm trying to reach out to Tony first to just be like, I, I'm sure that you're booking a wild show. You know, I want to make sure before I buy a ticket to to go to New York. So I don't know about that one yet. But but yeah, I mean, for the most part, any time I've ever Manifest said. that shit. So <laughs> right, do, do you have any t- idea? I've been I've been picturing it. I've I've thought about going through a flaming table on the show. I don't we're like. I would do, do anything like a three mind thing right now, and we we're gonna all connect and manifest. Do we need to hold hands. Absolutely. I don't know how. <laughs> right, quick, 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 there we go. Manifest Madison Square Garden. MSG Billy Joe. Bruno Sammartino. That's hilarious. It's gonna happen. It's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be great. Uh, yeah, because I, well, I know that's funny because when you further went through, I know like Portland, I think, was the first time you're on it. And then you slammed uh, Joel through a table yeah. there, too. Right. So I just had to check my phone to make sure. Like, I thought it would be great if Tony just all of a sudden. Oh, like, dude, that would have been the main the thing. Pod, just in live. That would be unreal timing. Oh, by the way, MSG just opened up. You're free <laughs> to go. Be like, what? Sorry. What, uh, sorry. What, no, what? no, you're good. But um, the thing that's crazy and, you know, if people watch Kill Tony, they know about you, but that you did wrestling for, like, yeah. what, 18 years or 18 something years, like that? 18 years, yeah. Possibly one of the greatest wrestling monikers of all time as well. Tell, tell the people right the now. The American you know. wet dream. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that actually came because when I was in training, I couldn't throw a good punch. So I don't know if you guys know anything about pro wrestling. Uh, I would love to get some insight. Sure. Um, it's, not, uh, it's not quite on the level. Uh, no, I, I I couldn't throw a good work punch, mm. and so I would just hit everybody with elbows. And uh, back in the day, there was a, a really famous wrestler named Dusty Rhodes, yep. who was known as the American Dream. And so everyone started chanting Dusty because I was a blonde fat guy, and he was a blonde fat guy, and I'm sitting there elbowing everybody. And so uh, so then I just I came up with the American Wet Dream from there. A little homage, love it. A little homage. Um, but yeah, actually, the coolest thing was. My last wrestling match took place after the the Kill Tony Golden Ticket, but I decided at that point that I was just going to do stand-up. Because for a while, I was kind of doing both as much as I possibly could. Because as soon as I started doing stand-up, I got booked to to do a TV show for wrestling. So it's kind of like going back and forth between the two. And then the Kill Tony thing happened, and I was like, okay, this is 100%. I'm giving this 100%. I'm giving stand-up 100%. And uh, my last match in pro wrestling took place in Portland. And then 24 hours later, I was on a plane to L.A. to do the comedy store for Kill Tony. So it was like, nice. Yeah, it's fun. It all seems like it all aligned perfectly. Yeah, that's it, pretty cool. You know, I hope you're taking notes for the book. Whoever's writing the uh, biography, <laughs> that's right. like that's take right. notes on what's <laughs> happening. So with the wrestling, did you start out doing like the backyard wrestling because when i think of wrestling it always uh takes me to that uh episode of true life you remember when they had oh yeah 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 yeah. i'm a backyard wrestler and when i was a kid i was like that looks amazing like where can i find eight dirty mattresses to stack in a pattern so we can throw one another off the wall and cut ourselves with razor blades to get a little you know extra so I did have a group of friends that we did backyard wrestling with, um, but it's, it, it was such like, it was, I can't even, I, I feel bad calling it backside wrestling, backyard, backside wrestling. Uh, it was more backdoor wrestling. This was the most pussified wrestling. 
<laughs> it was it was more it was first off it was mostly in the living room so i don't even know if that counts we did a couple things i remember the the craziest spot we did was i jumped from a pickup truck that was moving but that was like that was the the wildest thing i do remember hearing that wrestlers use razor blades to get color and uh so i took a big shaver and I was like trying, like in the living room, I was like trying that. And I couldn't, oh, I was like, it's not working. I was so stupid. I was just completely, I'm looking in the mirror. I'm like, why isn't this? And I'm just like, I want to cut myself. I want to bleed. Your mom like just walks by the bathroom all the way. And she's like, what the, what the hell is he doing in there? Yeah. I mean this, uh, by the way, just because it does sound like I was a kid. We were, I think 20, 21. Like this Still was a not, kid, yeah, as yeah, far yeah. as I'm well, concerned. I want to consider that the good old days. So did you just have like the classic pile of chair cushions and pillows for chair the, cushions, the mat? Chair cushions, pillows. Yeah, yeah. I had a friend who would always, uh, he always wanted to like do shit off of the the top rope, which Fuck was the yeah. armchair of the couch. Fuck yeah, I got to come <laughs> off the top rope. Yeah. Oh, dude. He, yeah, it was, I mean, uh, we, we almost knocked, because we were living with my sister at the time, and actually we almost knocked over her ceiling fan, or knocked down her ceiling fan. <laughs> you're uh, like, watch this front flip on yeah, this one, and, and then, then just heel kick the fan. Oh, would shit. you say any crazy injuries? Have you had any crazy injuries from the wrestling? Are you kind of like... You, you Bic razored it through and you were safe the whole time. <laughs> well, I, uh, my left knee, I, I've, I've always been saying my left knee, I'm going to need to get a new knee. Mm. Uh, cause that's fucked. And, and it's weird. Cause like, I actually went to a doctor once and I was like, my, can you look at my knees? It's in a lot of pain. And he was like, well, of course, look at how big you are. And I'm like, fuck off. That's yeah. not, you know, <laughs> you know yeah. there's wear and tear and then there's injury. Yeah. Notice the fucking difference. And my, like, my thing is my right knee is fine. My left knee is like, is, is fucked um but other than that like i broke some teeth um had a couple concussions mm. but like nothing really nothing too crazy nah. just a couple light concussions nothing <laughs> absolutely nothing serious about a little it a slight br slight brain damage i don't think i'm gonna be benoiting anybody anytime soon <laughs> probably my wife should watch her act but i mean like other than that like i'm, I'm fine i don't really? have any kids that i know of bet do you say benoit Benoit, yes. What is a Benoit? Oh, do you not know? I do you know I, what a Benoit is? Oh, oh! I mean, I'm a real two casual. Noobs, yeah, two noobs, yeah. Wrestling. Okay. Fan. I knew Hulk Hogan when I was a kid. When they had I mean, like WWF and WCW, sure. like Mankind, Sting. That was like my yeah. time of wrestling. But I'm by. I will not claim to be like a huge fan and be very knowledgeable on it. And I would love to sure. fucking know. Benoit sounds like a fucking donut. If so. I'm being honest, so. <laughs> You know, you know the uh, the match where uh, Undertaker threw Mick Foley off the the top of the cage. Yes. Okay. So, and you you mentioned Hulk Hogan. So you know, yep. like Hulk Hogan would rip his shirt yep. off. Yes. Yep. Well, sort of like like that. Chris Benoit was a wrestler from Canada who killed his wife and eight year old son. So. <laughs> oh. oh. Really glad I didn't know about this. Jesus Christ, dude! I walked right into it. Is yeah. that the steroid story? The guy with the steroids, or is that a different one? They they tried to blame it on steroids. I honestly think because uh, that happened right around the time that they really started looking at NFL players. Yep. Uh, and uh, the guy that was running it was, or one of the people that was running it was Chris Nowinski, who was also a pro wrestler. He was also a. a You're talking about the CT CTE, the CTE yep. thing, yep. yes. And uh, so I know that uh, they studied Benoit's brain after he died because he he 
killed his family, then he killed himself. Yeah. And did you just snicker at that? No, no, okay. I did not. That was a cop. That, was that a would cop. be <laughs> that would be really dark. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's like, hilarious. I mean, oh, that was shit. a bad time uh, yeah. clearing of the throat. I, he did hang himself on a Bowflex, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> God, you're so morbid, Derek. Why would you laugh at that I shit? I don't I don't get it. It's not it's not funny. I mean, no. He used yes, he used his wrestling finishing hold to choke out his 8-year-old son, but if you think that's hilarious, that's you. That if you think that's funny, I guess that's not my type of humor. Uh, I'm more of a Bill Cosby, not not the stuff that Bill Cosby did. Off, off, I mean, on camera, on stage. Anyway, so Benoit. <laughs> I don't want to talk about Bill Cosby. Let's talk about Chris chocolate Benoit. cake covers all the food groups. Not I'm throwing a pill in your drink. Are you feeling sleepy? Exactly. You right. Know? Right. Um, Pudding. <laughs> uh, I don't even remember what I was talking about. Benoit. Yeah. So he had brain damage. Basically, this is what they they. Figured. Oh he, yeah, when they when they researched his brain. They found out that his brain looked like the identical to what an 85-year-old Alzheimer's patient looked Jesus. like. Oh, damn. That's nice. So, so what is Ben Wying then? This is such a dark path we're walking right Killing now. Killing your family? Yeah, because yeah, oh, I, yeah. yeah. I don't yeah, even I remember what we were talking about, but I, 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 I kind of vaguely threatened my wife's life <laughs> on here. I, I heard nothing. That's, yep. It didn't Can't happen. Can't confirm it's or deny. Yeah, I don't. I, Edit it out. This isn't like it in. filmed, it right? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so um, have you watched that movie, The Iron Claw? I've heard that's yes. been very well reviewed. I feel like a lot of that would be lost on me because, admittedly, not the hugest wrestling fan, but had big names in it: Zac Efron, Jeremy Allen White. He just won a Golden Globe, Globe mm -hmm. Emmy, whatever yep. the fuck. One of those things. I heard it's an amazing have. movie. Yeah, I would love. Yeah. To, I gotta check it out. It it is. It's weird because like. There'll probably be some spoilers in here, but most people that want to go see alert it. Spoiler alert right now. Yeah. Most people who go see it will probably want to will already know the story anyway. But, like, the story is about Fritz von Erich and his sons, who all became pro wrestlers. And every one of his sons, except for one, died. Um, a couple of them committed suicide. Mm. One of them, they didn't show this really in the movie. They talked about it. But one of them, uh, when he was eight years old, was electrocuted in the front yard. Uh, and uh, I don't know why I laughed at that, but and, tragic, dark movie. And yeah. you maybe do it too, Jesus. And, and by the way, and their finishing move was the Iron Claw. That's my favorite part. That, is so that yeah? That's yeah. that's why it's called the Iron Claw. Okay. But um, which by the way, the Iron Claw, very devastating move. I'm surprised we haven't seen. Is that an name. off the top rope joint? Like, are you like? No, <sighs> it's a it's a nerve. You 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 grab someone by the head, like right at their temples, and then you just squeeze. Oh, yeah. That sounds fucking intense. It's, I I I've had it happen to me a couple times and I got very erect. Zach but, Efron looks like a fucking gargoyle now too. By the way, doesn't he compared to the sweet little baby boy he was? And not only that, but it's also weird because Kevin Von Erich, who is the guy that he's playing, was like the least ripped of all the brothers. Like he, and he's just—it's so weird. Hollywood does that. There was going to be everyone looks like just shredded. It's like not everyone's yeah. that shredded and everything, but it's and, Hollywood for you. But, like, another thing Hollywood did with this movie, uh, they covered the life and death of three of the four brothers that wrestled. There was actually five brothers that wrestled, but they didn't include the fifth one because they figured the story was just too sad if they included another brother. Yeah, so and I did dude, read an article about that, too. Yeah, so they just, he, they just didn't even talk about this guy. Poor bastard. You got to get people through the yeah. movie. There are some <laughs> movies that just I've death, watched death, where by death. the end you're like, I'm 
I'm sad. Oh, my God. But my favorite part about it is that the director said the reason – one of the main reasons why is because his suicide was too similar to uh, Carrie Von Eric's suicide. So I like how it's just he didn't make it because he wasn't creative enough. He just went outside and shot himself just like his brother Carrie. <laughs> it's like fucking – I fucking walked right into that one again. Jesus. The only like wrestling movie I watched that I know was depressing on that was with uh, Steve Carell, and it was the real wrestlers. Remember that? And you had like he was a billionaire, like a really rich guy, and he had him in his like barn. Remember? Yeah, and the guy the, killed the him. Ended up killing the, the Dupont. Yeah, you remember weirdo. that guy? Yeah, that guy was a super weirdo. I Ready remember. to rumble. With Not the same David movie. Arquette. No, yeah, no, no, no but I'm saying yeah. you've watched that one too, that, right? Yeah, Ready to movie. Rumble, yeah, Ready David Rumble Arquette. I remember that movie, but. What are your feelings on that? Because I feel like it's the perfect amount of cheese. They got Diamond Dallas Page in it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I liked it. Uh, that was right Fucking before I started wrestling. Um, it was such, it was so cheesy. But, I mean, no, a lot of times people take wrestling very, very seriously. Mm. Wrestling's always been campy and cheesy. It's a show. Like it's a soap exactly. opera. It's, a show. Yeah. It's, all, it's all these things that you're both shouting out. Mm-hmm. It's, but yeah, I mean, it's goofy. It's like, it's, um, I don't know. It's, uh, it, it was the perfect movie for pro wrestling. Because it doesn't, it, it, it shouldn't be, I mean, Iron Claw should, I guess, be dramatic because it's dealing with a bunch of death. But I mean. Yeah. But by, uh, by the way, real quick, just back to the Iron Claw for a second. My biggest problem with the movie is they they did such a great job of recreating the Sportatorium, which was a, a the arena in Dallas, Texas, where they did film. Okay, I'll see you later. Uh, filming uh, these <laughs> matches. I needed some water. Uh, they did all these gr- wrestlers that most people have never heard of. Buddy Jack Roberts. Nobody would know him unless they were like a big time wrestling fan. They made they got the a guy who looked exactly like him. Uh, all the brothers look at least similar. Uh, Zach Efron did a great job sounding like Kevin Von Erich. And then they brought in Ric Flair. And this guy that played Ric Flair, I don't even know the actor's name, but if you look up the clip of him as Ric Flair, everybody, even someone who doesn't watch wrestling or never watched wrestling, you know who Ric Flair mm-hmm. is. Yep, we've yep. used his uh, little woo meme in our own pod. So, yep. This is so literally you. like if they sat a guy down and tried to explain to him what Ric Flair was – and he only spoke Spanish or whatever. Like, he didn't understand what they were saying. This was the worst uh, the worst representation of Ric Flair I've ever seen in my yeah. life. It, that's the thing that pissed me off. Now, did Nothing you see the breakdown, casting. though, of Ric Flair on Kill Tony? Uh, that, you, was, oh, that was I tough mean, to watch, dude. That was, it was funny. It was funny. But, oh, man, that was a tough watch. I was I was, like, at oh. first, because I tuned in late, and I was like, Jesus, Joe Biden really just doesn't get the show. And then I realized it was flair yeah not but, a12 no uh no it was it was <laughs> fucking terrible the guy i mean i don't know it's so weird too because it's a guy who spent his entire career uh yelling at people in the audience putting down his opponents uh you know threatening to rape <laughs> women on planes uh, just like he wasn't the <sighs> The nicest. <laughs> it is well known. Yeah, and all of a sudden now he's like, well, we can't be mean to people. Don't be, like, mean. Yeah. Don't I, be I will, mean to me. I you can't will, be mean to me. And it wasn't even to him. It, it was, was, it was the, uh, to the schmucks yeah, signing was, up. Yeah. 
It was so weird. Poor Tony, too. Like, like Flair, Flair did his thing. Tony's the one that had the breakdown. He did. Tony, like, you could tell, like, it took him about an hour to get back into yeah. it. And, finally... and Tony's, like, a big wrestling fan, too. So I know he was, like, how important was that? Probably so he's like, oh, bummer. breakdown's happening right now. He's like, fuck, don't leave. This is bad. Also, apparently, they edited out so much footage because Flair was, like, there was, an I guess, a, a Chinese woman sitting up front that he was just going off about how much he loves uh, Asian women and Asian <laughs> women's body parts. He very, was being trying very to get specific. some pussy right there. He was a hundred. Sure. Apparently, he was like, "Let me tell you something." I don't know. That's a horrible Ric Flair impression, <laughs> like the guy in the movie. But he was basically like, "Let me tell you about Asian pussy," and like he's. Oh <laughs> but then he turns God. around. And he's yeah, like, go- "You shouldn't say anything about this guy." <laughs> I think he's just a lost cause. Hypocrite. Yeah. So, so I know most people in wrestling they transition to you know movies, Hollywood. And stand-up comedy. So, like, what made you fall in love so much with stand-up comedy and decide to go that route from wrestling? So, I started, um, when I was 19, I tried to do stand-up. And I just, I chickened out. I actually, I there, uh, living in northern Washington, I, I was trying to find a comedy club in Seattle. And they needed to see video. I, I guess they didn't have open mics at this club. And so, they wanted to see video of me performing stand-up. So, I was like, shit, I gotta, I gotta try to get on stage somewhere. So, where I was living, there was only one place that i knew of that had any sort of live entertainment it was this restaurant a french restaurant um and they had music so i called them up and i said hey i'm a comedian in town uh can i come up and do 15 minutes you know the you know next time you're making an opportunity for yourself love it and they were like absolutely come on down and so I show up at this restaurant, which, by the way, I had nothing prepared. Like, I didn't know anything about stand-up. And you're like, and 15 like, minutes? <laughs> so long? I'm doing fifth. Oh, my God. I thought about that now, and I'm like. Tell me you didn't go with a school shooter joke on that one, you know? <laughs> Enjoy your escargot, by the way. Well, hey, uh, just so you know, this was this was before school shooting thing. School shootings were a thing. Um, this was, this Thank was, God this, that. well, I mean, it depends on what, you know, if you like writing school shooting jokes, it's kind of detrimental to your career if there's no school shootings but uh i i was trying to figure out the entire ride there i was like what am i going to talk about i have no idea but whatever and then uh i got there and i just i saw the stage i saw the audience and i was just like no i'm out and i left uh oh uh, yeah i know i know it's such a quit on the i can't even blame you for that shit that's Intense. I put my name in the bucket the second time we went. He did to watch Kill Tony live, and part of me was sitting there like, kind of hope this doesn't happen. <laughs> like, fuck, <laughs> fuck, to get up there and just get savaged. Oh, in front of my best buddy, who's a huge <laughs> fan of this show. But it'd also be great. The bombings are also a part. Oh, of the show. for sure. That's, okay. Fuck yeah. that, dude. I'd rather be a <laughs> mediocre footnote than bomb like the fucking drum guy. I'll never forget I that. Know. The drum guy? So there was a one of like the Theo Vaughn episode, and you know how they do the Mexican drum off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy was super drunk, bombs on stage. He's like, I can play the drums, and mm. he didn't have no idea. It was, I don't even know. It wasn't playing the drums, and right, it was right. just like the double whammy of you, could you failed at the stand up, and then his life, you could see like his, his life soul just body. leaving his body like, as I he's poorly up. drumming. And I'm just like, <laughs> man, bad night for you, champ. Like, ooh. I love it. I love it. There, uh, I, but I know what you mean about, about that. The bombing because I had a friend who just went on Kill Tony and they they post them two weeks after it happens. Mm-hmm. Yep. <clears throat> it was the Kirk Fox episode that just, oh, okay. just aired yeah. a couple I just ago. watched that, yep. And uh, the last guy that went up, he wasn't, uh, they were like, okay, we'll do one more. And they call him up and he told me about it two weeks. Like he came back to Vegas and he told me about it. And he's like, 
He's like, man, I ate a dick. He's like, it was fucking terrible. So I'm like, I got my popcorn. I'm so excited to watch this guy bomb completely. <laughs> and by the way, the one more never works out. Like all the Kill Tony right. fans, the last guy, I don't know if it's ever worked out. It's always yeah. been a fail. They're like, one more. <laughs> and so, and he goes up there and it, I mean, it wasn't a great set, but it wasn't like terrible. And I was like, man, like it was so disappointing because sure, it would have been great if he had killed but to watch him just die a slow death on YouTube in front of a million people. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. The internet lives forever. Yeah. <laughs> it does live forever, yeah. Yeah, that is, that is rough. Huge, huge fear factor on that. Like, this is a different story. I can sit and bullshit all day. And most of the time, we don't even have to do multiple rips or cuts or anything. Like, it just goes. But the getting on stage thing is just a whole... I mean, it's an art. Anyone that thinks it's not, it is. You know what I mean? It is an art form. See, I'm 100% opposite. This, fuck, my my anxiety is like through the roof. Just trying to talk to people one-on-one or two-on-one or menage a Todd, whatever you guys want to call it. (laughs) (laughs) You're Uh, crushing it, bro. You're crushing it. But uh, on stage, it's like, okay, you know, that's, that I'm fine with. I I stutter and stammer and and I I can barely get my thoughts together when I'm talking to someone one-on-one. Yeah, I would say they're kind of two separate things, though. Like, I would say podcasting, you can mix in comedy and stuff, but podcasting and stand-up is a different thing, for sure. 100%. 100%, Especially your writing compared to stand-up way harder. They're definitely, like, united, but they're definitely a difference in the things. Yeah, I like how how united they become, because I think that, uh, and I don't think, I think this, I'm not breaking any ground here by saying this, podcasting has allowed stand-up to, like, explode. Yeah. There's so many great comics right now that are, are doing huge theaters or arena. I mean, not me, but like there's one day, doing, Todd, one, one day, day manifesting. Well, man, that's right. Manifest MSG. <laughs> uh, but there's so many of them that, that, that do that stuff and, and they're doing amazing. And when they started their podcast, it wasn't, it wasn't going that well for them. They were still doing clubs or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, is, is this someplace that you'd kind of consider to stay for a while? Is Vegas like where you're going to stay? Do you like the Austin scene? I know that's blowing up and a lot of people are moving there. You always feel like you could just travel there. Yeah. I, I, I want to stay in Vegas. Um, I like Austin. I don't know. I don't, I, I highly doubt my wife would, would move to Austin. Although it's weird. A couple of, about a year or so ago, I told my what, no, my wife told me, she said, uh, she goes, you know what would be great for your comedy career uh, if you moved to New York? And I was like, would you want to move to New York? And she was like, oh, fuck no. Yeah, I, I, like, I, is that I a weird like way a, that she just wanted to? I feel like that's a tough scene. I feel like the New York comedy scene is probably tough. I just felt like my wife was telling me she wanted a divorce. She was literally <laughs> like, you should move yeah, to New you York. you should go. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Uh, I don't think she'd ever move to Austin. I love Austin. Uh, I love going there. Mm. But I do think, I mean, I, I, I could be wrong, but it's just there's so many huge acts that are there. It seems like, you know, there's still only so many spots. Yeah, you know? that's true. I know there's a lot of clubs opening up, but I'm sure that's always, it's a unique thing. Wise Guys has gotten pretty big out here, too. Seems like a great club. Um, I know yeah, there's some other clubs. Yeah, two of them, right? In the Art District and yeah. then what, yeah. Town Square. Well, I mean, that's kind of like what we're trying to tap into with this, essentially, because there isn't a lot of people that I'm aware of that are doing comedy podcasts in Las Vegas. So yeah. we want to make it like a collaborative thing with local acts and 
everybody gets to get seen and get an opportunity to get more of their material out there and tap into new audiences and stuff. Yep. So, and I'm a big comedy nerd, you know what I mean? So, and I just, I think uh, laughter is always the best thing. So, and I like Vegas. I like the Vegas scene. He's born and raised here. I, I lived here since I was 18, so not as long. Um, but yeah, the club seemed cool to see. I know like there's a lot of people that have lived here too. Like Pauly Shore was here for a while. No, Nicholas Cage. I know, like these are actors now too. But Mark Wahlberg moved here, which well, that is a little strange to me. Can we like why why Vegas? Well, does anyone have, know why? Have you heard about what he's planning to do here? No. He oh he's he's looking for lots of land to open up a studio. He wants to open up basically. I Hollywood. Ha- I have heard of that as well. Hollywood, yeah, Hollywood too, basically. Oh shit! So they're actually start like producing movies out of here and stuff. Yeah, that would be kind of crazy. They're, I good. think they're they're focusing on Summerlin. Like they have an area there in Summerlin they want to do. That is a fu- that would be a fucking crazy. nightmare scenario for me <laughs> if because I, I work in construction. I'm an electrician. Is getting to work at six a.m. I'm trying to load myself with enough caffeine to power through the day and instrols Mark Wahlberg and a pair of like crisp true religions. I'm taking a guess and I don't know what kind of jeans Mark Wahlberg wears. <laughs> you put a, a lot of thought into it though. His clean hard hat and he's just he's coming to look at the building and be like, I fucking quit. I'm not gonna have this. I did see Tom Brady at the Fountain Blue. He, he did gym yep. there. That was kinda cool. I was like, Go, go. That's cool. But, By the way, how do you pronounce that place? Fontainebleau. Okay, thank you. Because there's, there's no you in it. There's no they you. say Fontainebleau, but right? We're, yeah, we're ignorant no. American pigs with no culture, and we say Fontainebleau, not Fontainebleau. Fontainebleau. That's how I prefer that. Which I heard is failing, by the way. They're just like going through executives, and it's not doing well. But yeah, well, I mean, it's you know they've they only had twenty years to get their shit together. Yeah, that that here's the thing. That property is in a terrible spot. There's a ton of homeless people who literally just set fires. Probably more. I haven't checked the fire updates in that area recently, but probably now more than ever with that as cold as it's been. Um, It's just far away from everything else. And the parking is a fucking nightmare. Like we used to take 30 minutes to an hour to get out of work every day. It was miserable. I don't know if I call it a bad area though. You got Circus Circus right across the street. You got Slots of Fun right next to it. You got a ninety-nine cent souvenir store that's huge circus, there. Circus. I, Thriving, yeah. yeah. Las Vegas staple. They were repainting it because I would park at the Travel Lodge across the street from it. They were repainting it and do all kinds of upgrades. And I'm like, you're just not going to level this piece of shit and get rid of it. You are really keeping this going. My favorite thing when I first uh, when I first moved here, the lights in the clown face had gone out. So it would the whole thing would be lit up, and then it was just it was just dark here. And I was like, they they finally figured out the one way to make that clown even more offensive: blackface, because that's a hundred percent that's what happened. Or it's just flickering. So you get it wasn't even flicker. It was just no. It was just Al Jolson of cartoons. If you ever cartoons. see every light on that sign lit up, take a picture of it and send it to us at thenaturalspot at gmail.com because I've never seen it. Every time you drive by that sign, there's at least one light that is not. Oh, lit. really? It's funny. Is oh, it? Yeah. Would you say that was more? The, the creepiest thing was that clown motel. You seen that when you drive oh. out to, oh, man, that thing is freaking. Have you ever Have you ever gone in there? No, I haven't oh, gone. I've dude, seen... I had to go in there. Oh, you went in there? I didn't, I didn't oh, stay dude, at a room there, but just oh. the, the, the office. You puss. You didn't even stay the night. <laughs> Did you I probably wouldn't either. So 
have you you've seen the clown? I've Matilda, seen it. Well, because yeah, they made like a creepy. Call of Duty level that looked like it, right? Really? That was a clown. Well, this is like Ghost Hunter. Zach, whatever, who lives out here, did an episode on there too, yeah, right? Or whatever. Douche. I know I played poker with him. He, he was funny. He was with a chick and just showing off while he was just shoving blind every time. Hilarious. I'm a poker player, so that was. Does, does the the Call of Duty? Does it include the cemetery right next to it? The the one uh, the cemetery that looks like it's been there for 350 Dude, years. I'm gonna. I'm gonna ruin Derek's life and give him some homework. Look it up. Put it up there. If there was the. I actually didn't even know that. Map. I, I didn't think even it was... know there's a cemetery like right you there. Did. I guess oh, I just never even noticed it's it. That's this crazy, clown actually. motel. For anybody that doesn't know, clown <laughs> motel inside the office is just wall to wall, nothing but clown dolls just like hanging on the wall. I don't like that. And literally right next to it is what looks like a makeshift Civil War, uh, a Civil War era uh, cemetery, and it's like it's it's that. That's a cozy night's sleep waiting for you. $18.99 a night, no bed bugs. Yeah. But it's in the bustling town of Tonopah, so if something happened, like, obviously, nobody would know about it for months. Nevada is filled with garbage. You have Reno and Las Vegas and just all kinds of strange places that are borderline hills have eyes in between. Yeah, I would say that. But I do miss Tahoe because I grew up in Carson City, Nevada, up north. Lake Tahoe, prime. I don't know if you've been there. Haven't you should make your way out there. It's amazing. Did you say that you play poker? I do. Do you uh see I've always I wanna I wanna learn how to play poker, but the only way to learn how to play poker is to play with people who want to take your money because they know that you're not a good player. I mean, yes and no. Uh, I would say if you get surrounded by people that play, uh like I could help you out or like you could play the beauty is you could play smaller stakes online and stuff and you're not spending hundreds of dollars to learn. You can Spend I, pennies and dollars, you know? but just, also people do like ultra dumb shit when you play the super low stakes. But my man's here. I played a for a living for a while. For years, so like for if years. Like I've played in the World you. Series. I played the main event. Like I've done all that. He's so. your guy. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I'd love to talk about that. Oh yeah, man. Um, I just got invited to play a poker uh, tournament a couple of days ago, and I was like, yeah, absolutely. This will be my chance. I'll get a chance to learn. Uh, different comics were gonna be there and everything like that. And then I got home, and my mom, my my mom, Jesus, my wife. <laughs> First, you were potentially getting murdered, and now you're mommy. Okay, just just so we're keeping track of things. Just if I ever, if Rachel's watching this, if I ever invite you to the Clown Motel, don't go. Uh, that's the CTE kicking it. No, uh, I, I, my wife is not like the overbearing. She doesn't tell me what to do and stuff like that. But I came home and I was like, I was like, I'm gonna play in this poker tournament. She was like, Oh, for free? And I was like, Well, no, it's two hundred dollars. And she's like, You're not fucking playing. <laughs> <laughs> you can learn. You can learn cheaper. But yeah, I wouldn't say don't go play the cash games because yeah, you'll get you'll get wrecked. But there's ways to learn where it's not so heavy on the wallet and it's fun. But you did didn't you do some uh, thing for blackjack recently? That yeah. was kind of cool, right? That was really cool. It's uh, backstage games. Uh, they're this this company. They they work with Shaquille O'Neal and all these other you know big celebrities, not just me. And uh, they do this. Shout out to Doctor Love and this huge celebrity right here, Todd Royce. Boom. Um, it's a, it's a cool thing. It's a, you can play online, but then uh, every once in a while they'll have like a live stream. And so I was there for an hour with Butch Bradley, who is a great comic. I don't know if you guys have ever seen his show. Uh, it's ten o'clock almost every night. He's in Israel right now, but he's uh, uh-huh. ten o'clock every night at the Strat. That's a 
That's a dangerous place to be. Right? Yeah, I don't know. Like, who, is. I don't. I don't know who booked that. Stay, stay safe. <laughs> yeah, seriously, Butch, yeah. for real. Yeah. Hopefully he's from right. from the Vegas Strip to the Gaza Strip. But <laughs> yeah. he, uh, but he was he's the host of it, and they're I think they're gonna try to build a studio here in Vegas, and then just have a bunch of that type of stuff going on. Nice, very cool. So you were actually playing blackjack. I was actually dealing uh, the games. I don't. Oh. Know, this is dealing because you're pulling the thing. He was punishing people. Yeah, he I was, was gonna say punisher, how many dude? fucking. <laughs> whammies were you throwing out there old toddy poo were you giving out some fucking winners or were you just like nope 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 i was that's what we're used to i was 100 percent cheering against people if i heard that like if I, when i won the blackjack i was like fuck yeah yeah suck it I, yeah i was looking to beat everybody you weren't even stonewalling the punishment you were reveling in it dude. I, I don't i don't I have a, that. i don't have a lot going on in my life so if i can beat people at blackjack i'm gonna fucking celebrate it god i love that energy it's so good it's awesome. so good all right well i would say that's a solid episode yeah take us once away again crush it thanks for coming on todd you are huge honor man we fucking hilarious when we saw that set you can ask him i'm not bullshitting you i turned to him and i was like we have to have him on the pod so we're so glad that we have been able to manifest that and get you here um is there anything you want to plug i know that you have Believe it or not, we got some fans across the country, and I know that you travel and do shows and stuff. So, if you want to throw some things up there, do it. Yeah, absolutely. I got. Uh, f- when is this going to air? Uh, so not a week from Monday. A week from Monday. Okay. So it'll be the 29th. Okay. Uh, yep. Twenty ninth. Yep. Nailed it. So in Los Angeles, I'll be there February seventeenth, um, and then I'm doing a whole Pacific Northwest uh, run with Tacoma, Seattle. Uh, Enumclaw, Yakima, uh, Salem, um, and then I'm gonna do I'm gonna do Dallas in May. Toddy does Dallas. I'm gonna do uh, <laughs> yeah, we're going to Biloxi, going to Washington D.C. That just got booked yesterday. It's a weekend in D.C. Doing a, uh, that's gonna be in July, and then I'm doing a weekend in uh, Tucson in a May. Hell yeah, crushing nice. it. Go see him live, buy tickets to the show, hilarious man. And then also, let's get him on the MSG Kill Tony. Yes, we are Kill Tony. Let's go. The Everyone go Todd comment Royce. on every Kill Tony video. Todd yeah, needs to go, go follow to Todd Royce, Square go see his Garden. shows. Hilarious. Yeah, please, please piss off Tony. He's definitely a guy with a short temper, so cut me off. That's awesome. If we can get his <laughs> personal number, we'll give that to you as well. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me. This fun. Thank you. Great to have you. I'm Uncle Kyle. That's Sweet Derek. This has been our super awesome guest, Todd Royce. We will see you guys on the next one. Like, Natty comment, Nation. subscribe. Love you, Natty. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah, go. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was great. That was so fun. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Naturals Pod. Please remember to follow us on your Twitter and Instagram accounts at The Naturals Pod. Do you have what it takes to join the Natty Nation? Like and subscribe to find out.